Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Open Africa podcast. Uh, my name is Furo and I have with me here the usual suspects. Hello everyone, Laulu speaking. Hello, Nasa here. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> On this episode, we'll quickly talk through some interesting news that has happened in the tech ecosystem in the last few weeks since the last episode and then also do a bit of a deep dive into the recent CBN and SEC um, circulars that have caused some, would I say, ruckus in the industry. Uh, so we'll start off with, to start off, AppZone. AppZone raised $10 million and looking at the investor profile, a lot of the money was raised or was led by local um, companies. Thoughts? Because that's Because that's the value that they understand. When, when they meet Nosa and tell him that they want to invest in Kuda and he tells them that Kuda is worth $300 million or $500 million, they will ask Nosa if he's mad. That's yeah. how many customers does he have? But when Abzone tells them that this is our value because this is who we are building for, these are the markets in which we operate, plus we are a technology company, that one they can still wrap their heads around it more. See, Abzone is an e-transact inter-switch company as far as if they are in that era so what is Abzone? they basically they provide core banking software they do card issuing etc etc yeah but mainly from mfps they are they have client base as far as mfps they have like over 500k or something they are integrated with almost all the banks so if you have like a course if you need to do a corresponding banking relationship with a bank as an mfp which you are going to have to do anyway Abzone is the quickest way to market because no bank is going to want to integrate directly with you for when you're starting out. I know this because we started out with Abzone. Now, the, their core banking thing is called Bank One. They also do a bunch of other things, but Bank One is like when I was, when I was in my, when I worked for Stambik, I can see it now so since I don't really work for them man anymore. They had this <laughs> social media thing, payment thing they wanted to do that didn't really fly flop but yeah i think it is a 10m series a in this climate after 11 years in business business, i don't sound like a hater but i'm going to come off like a hater that's very low amount given the scale of their business and after 11 years yeah and i can understand it is lots of it could be packaged well, but for packaged how, differently. I need to raise a lot more. That's what I feel. Yeah, but for how, like, what portion of the business um, was bought for 10M? Does anyone know? It wasn't bought now. It's the whole company, Abzone, like the entire suite of products that raised. Are you serious? Bank One is one product. Abzone is the company. Yeah. Yeah, and the, their Series A is 10M. And Abzone is a... A series A, a, you raise a series A when you're trying to like do growth and stuff. Amazon has passed that stage of growing. Anyway, to me, I feel like money does not lie. And this is a reflection of what the company is. Because Amazon did me a strong thing. As Clearly. A, as a client of Amazon. Clearly. In fact, they, the refill could have customer. The reason why you can't, you had to abruptly switch from Verve to MasterCard is Amazon's fault. 
and I went there doing the due diligence. I wish those guys called me. I could have told them that the money has missed. That I do have a personal vendetta, maybe, but their their thing has become legacy infrastructure. That's really what it is. It is too big to decouple. It's too big to make changes. They are no more a startup. They don't have the agility. They are. It's like it's like Paga coming out tomorrow and saying they've raised a 10, 10 million Series A. Unless this money they are raising so they can start the building thing from scratch. I don't know. They raised like 3M not too long ago now. When I was still at Stambik, they got some South African company, I think, bought in. So they've, they've moved past the stage of being trendy and exciting. But I guess 10M is good money. It makes good sound waves, but and it looks nice to hear. But when, when, you, dig deep. when you dig deep, Abzon is like a CWG era company. Like They are not new. 11 years is not beans. They have... Almost every MFB in this country uses Abzone as their core banking. If there was truly something there, Abzone should not be raising a 10M Series A. So I think it's not just about if there is value. I think, so if you're raising and you're trying to raise in the local market, I think there is a limit. To what you can do. Yeah, yeah I mean, they've so done they, international so before. So they I think did. there's a limit, but there is, Abzone can't go shop this thing internationally because you're too old you're too mature to be raising a series a at this phase of your thing so the only guys that will bite are like local money that see your value locally and are getting you for cheap because well that's what it is Abzone is coming in cheap it's like interest rate how, how old is interest now maybe 20 so imagine interest rate 10 years ago raising a 10m series a 10 years ago, it was, by then, Mitchell them had already cashed out and eaten plenty of money, so it's not... Yeah, but you know, I was asking, like, what, like, how much equity did that 10M get them? Because in total, they say they've raised 15M. Um, in 2014, they did 2M from one um, South African company. Yeah, that's what I was talking about, yeah. Yeah, business connection. They raised 2M. And then four years later, they raised 2.5M in convertible debt and bought back shares from BCX in the process. But overall, they raised about 15M in equity. See, their true series is that 2M. <laughs> I don't know why they're packaging that series. They are trying to do trendy young startup gist. If what's it called, if 3Line comes tomorrow and says they've raised series a we'll be looking at them as okay but what do you mean series a somewhere that has license fair enough i mean i just thought it was interesting i think what was more inter- what was more interesting to me was the people that led the race yeah yeah because i think the the appetite locally is growing and people have i think with paystack and flutterwave and all those all that activity i think people are trying to feel like okay they've missed a lot of opportunities and then they're looking for ways to get into the fintech they should invest in inflow if if these guys wanted to really like put money they should have gone okra mono one pipe those are the guys if you want to actually if you want to say you want to support infrastructure businesses like tech infrastructure businesses that's what you should be putting your money in right now yeah absolutely like see yeah, it sounds like it's beef i mean it is beef but they are too big to change mm-hmm. like perhaps the circle of money will help them 
take some risks take if they have like a cash buffer. Yeah. yeah. So I can give you like a, an example. So there is an issue with some verf cards that we had between the bank and the core banking. We couldn't generate about like 800 cards. Now, okay, let us delete those records and I have the customer's request again. And their guys are like, if we do this, it might break the whole thing. That it's a bit that can you manage your pure people? That this is that it's because the thing with legacy infrastructure is that you build some, yeah, you build something first, then as you're growing, you stop, you start patching, patching, patching things, and as you're patching, your foundation has patches, your foundation has patches. If you do anyhow, you so see anyhow, you can't just make like a big change to something else. It's yeah. the reason why stuff like core banking for like banks now for example when bvn when cbm bought bvn putting that bvn field on the customer information thing was a big job and you yeah. had to pay like your third party provider extra money to add that extra yeah, field it's a major it's a major, it was a major, it was a major change for a small company it's just as simple as adding a text field to that yeah but for for legacy companies like oh my god if we add this text field here it's going to scatter one thing that we did here all scattered the other one like the big developers left so you don't know what exactly exactly Exactly. i think that's the biggest issue with legacy systems the person that knows where all the skeletons are probably left the organization like five years ago so if it's if it's on like team out that's really team out is relatively new but for a legacy company like that raising this raising tenem one is cheap two it's that cheapness is a reflection of weight. It's like they can't. I don't think they can command more than that, because in all things being equal, Amazon should be raising like a 50 m round. Given, because if I came came to you blind blindfolded you and said, I, you can invest in a company that powers the core banking system that powers what's so called almost every single microfinance bank in Nigeria and some outside outside Nigeria. On paper, Samuel does a diamond, does a dollar minting business because it's a yeah. necessary thing. But yeah, my beef aside. <laughs> All right. Um, next bit of news is Twitter opening up their Africa HQ in Ghana. This caused quite a bit of, let's say, drama on Twitter um, and in a lot of. I'm guessing private conversations as well um, around why Twitter picked Ghana and I think a lot of Nigerians sort of felt that Nigeria perhaps has population therefore Twitter should have come to us nah yeah nah strategic decisions are not they are not made on yeah they are not emotional decisions they are not made on the on the streets of of Twitter like that's not where you see it if you look at Nigeria's macroeconomic markers, coming to play here is a it's not a leap of faith. You must know something that other people don't know for you to come and play in Nigeria. I mean Ease of doing businesses. Ease of doing business is on yeah. is in the mud. Your inflation rate is a mess. What is but you know Twitter's ability you know to repatriate? That's very interesting. How you know how is it Bene? What's the one that's right beside the Bene Otogo? Which one? Bene. Bene. How their ports became like has so so much activity once we started banning things yeah and 
and in essence, it's not, not because of the population of Benin. It's just its proximity to Nigeria. Yeah. And it was an entryway into Nigeria because Nigeria was not aligned people in. I think you can apply that with this Twitter thing. The Ghana office is going to be serving Nigeria. Like, a lot of people are starting to see that this is a viable market, but coming to do anything with you people directly is a mess. It's a mess. I think we spoke about all the cabals in the mouth. Yeah. So the cabals will... They'll yeah. tell... Imagine Twitter having to pay radio license. Mm-hmm. Signboard license. Exactly. Ghana is not going to give you that. Like, Ghana... Mm-hmm. Accra is, close, is closer to Lagos than SF is. Yeah. So it's like being in Nigeria without actually being in Nigeria. And they'll probably hire, like, people to work in Nigeria remotely yeah. for the Ghana office. I think what really pissed people off um, were those accounts, um, people like Sterling Bank CEO coming out to make statements like, oh, we don't do a good enough job. We're Should... not patriotic. Yeah, like we're not patriotic. Like didn't come to Nigeria. And I think that... That guy is too smart to be saying things like this. Yeah. And whenever smart people start saying things like this, I feel like there's ulterior There's motive. an agenda so going on. So maybe when this tenor ends, can I enter politics? That's usually how this thing works. Yeah. Because clearly, you can be patriotic and, and say the truth. We know that Nigeria as a market right now is not a very appealing market because for starters, things like monetary policy, they are inshallah vibes. You come here, you set up a business, you make money, you repatriate your funds now, wahala. It becomes a problem. Banks can source USD for you. The CBN is giving you forward contracts. They are giving you 5K. You want to repatriate 500k, they'll give you 5k forward contract. You wait one month for that one to settle, they'll give you 15k. Like things like that, those are the challenges that businesses will face. So there's no incentive for anybody to come here and set up a business from top to bottom, from macroeconomic perspective, even down to daily life. You get into the office, you hear that SARS have carried your lead developer, your lead yeah. developer because he has dreads. I bet Facebook wishes they knew this scope before like Twitter did it. Don't have come and set up office here. Facebook, Google, all of, all them. of them. Because this is such, like now that I think about it, it's such a smart move by Twitter. Green passport, you enter Ghana anyway. Exactly. It's like, it's being in Nigeria without being in Nigeria. See, oh, like, we even have a meeting. Eh? Is it remote? No, face to face. Okay, being in Ghana by you. this evening. Flying, just go to the airport, buy tickets. One hour is like going for Sakota. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's like literally the tech equivalent of bringing in rice through Benin Republic and bringing in cars through <laughs> Benin Republic. The guys are, Benin Republic has, their economy has boomed off this, yeah, of this trade, of this general trade commerce. For just, and it's not like they have the value, like they, not like they have in like country. a population in countries, just. Mm. We can not Bene, that one of their ministers was joking about how Bene is an extension of Nigeria. Yeah. We might as well just become Nigerian. And I'm like, for you to make that sort of joke, like, do you know how? It's like, it's <laughs> how like so, bad it it's is. So much. It's such an easy, easy end. But if you, I mean, if I'm like a tech company and I wanted to establish like a an African, West African, or Sub-Saharan office, because before it used to be South Africa, they they came through, came through. Now you can do like South Africa to serve Kenya and them, and you can do Ghana to serve like Sub-Saharan Africa, and you have peace. Yeah, you don't have to go to every single country. And even Ghana itself, they've gauged it that 
look, this is our selling points. <laughs> no, but beyond that, to be honest, I think Ghana has done a lot. Like the Ghanaian government itself has done a lot to promote themselves with the whole year of return. Have you done the airports? Yeah. They've done Kot- it um, Kotoka. Kotoka. I've they, been there. It's actually it's like it's very, it's a very nice airport. And when they built it, I was very like, snazzy. I was like, this is too nice an airport for a country that doesn't have like lots of local travelers. Because a lot of more people is more foreigners coming in. But like, maybe I wasn't seeing the vision there. But now the guy sees that look, this is a prop. We are going to be a hub for people trying to reach other parts of Africa. West Africa. Uh, yeah, West Africa. And we're just going to free this local thing the funny thing is that look at us raving about the Ghanaian government you should hear Ghanaians talk about their government yeah. <laughs> I guess you you don't know what you have the grass is always green uh, you green. don't know what you have I mean I'm sure that they know that compared to Bubu they are definitely doing better Sha. but yeah. yeah anyways and now to discuss the matter of the moment <laughs> Should we start with CBN or SEC? Let's start with that CBN one because I actually I don't have a reason. Which uh, one? PVN? Yes. Yeah. The the NIBS one. Oh yeah. I tweeted this one earlier. I actually don't think that thing is very controversial. I think it, it's very it's bad. not. Very and bad. I think people within the industry like if you understand honest, why yeah. it's so happened. The thing is that this is a conversation we've always had. People within tech community there's a lot of context that they lack. Yeah. And they are the loudest voices on social media. So you find that they, you know, when there's something that is done, there's a lot of noise. But when you dig a bit deeper and ask the right questions, you'll find that there's sense sometimes in these, you know. Yeah. Particular. Once my lady launched, uh, also called, I mean, Sheila is my man. I don't mean to throw him on the bus, but once my lady launched, they didn't do DD on the people that had that opened the account with them. Now, SmileID had connections, direct connections with NIN, passports, BVN, driver's license, voter's yeah. ID, national ID card. Now, until recently, where you had to, you needed to complete company KYC before you could access the service. Before then, I as an individual could sign up for SmileID, put in like $50, and I could, if you had get access to your BVN, I can get your data. Because nobody was asking me and what I was doing with it. Yes, I did it. Like, what's it called? Um, what's the, you sent someone. Put, put it where you want to put it. He put his account number. Oh my god. He put his account number. So his account number is BVN. Yeah. It's BVN. Yeah. yeah, and I was telling he said you guys there that. Was, he said there's nothing you can do with it. Yeah. And Nosa literally pulled and up. And I could pull up his info details. Paystack gives access to BVN thing for all their merchants. Paystack does not ask you what you want to use it for. Tix used to use BV. I think we just dropped it now because we, I was approaching that onboarding like I was a compliance officer, so we dropped it. But Tix used to have access to BVN. And what is stopping... It's not as if Tix has blown. It's just literally yeah. creating a business account with Paystack. And the, all you need to do is upload your business documents. Paystack does not filter what <coughs> APIs you have access to based on... Sector your sector or nothing or you get full access to, yes you get full access to everything as long as you're on board for them it's good because it gives them numbers they make money off it but if you are a, a fraudulent person if you really wanted to embark on a life of crime and you are smart about it you can literally set this thing up from your house and with like a hundred dollars you are harvesting details from people's BVN and doing social engineering 
Abi, what do they call that thing? So the thing is, I think obviously these are hard lessons that you know have to start up to learn because when traditional organizations are doing enhanced due diligence and asking for your father's address and your mother's what have you, you know, I think we sometimes think they're doing the most. Yeah. But the reality is that these are the issues that happen when due diligence See, sort of skipped. I think one of our fintech bros needs to be in the middle of an EFCC Interpol investigation to understand what KYC is and these things that we take for granted. So like the compliance teams, so the compliance teams are like pace that can flutter with. They don't play as far. Not like they don't play. I guess I'm, I'm sure it's like an internal fight, but they're very strict on yeah. chargebacks. Oh no, because kind of they have because a lot they, to Because lose. they have a lot to, they have been flogged by fines. Like they know yeah. how much they pay in fines and their objective is to reduce it. But for the casual person on the internet that's just looking at these things from the outside, you don't know the context. Yeah. Like, I can do, give an example. Like, there's somebody that got defrauded with CUDA one day. And there's a fraud team that handles it. But this particular one, the person was shouting on, on Twitter. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to just follow through. Like, me personally. So, like, I, it was like an email trail of banks. It's like the person moved money from here to another bank. Not even that, to another wallet. It was like a Wema Bank powered wallet. Whatever bank said they went to this providence one, that was somehow was a Monify one. Then next, last, last, the money ended up in a virtual account belonging to a bulk SMS provider. And when I got, got to that point, I was like, why does a bulk SMS provider need virtual accounts? Like I can get, okay, you need to top up, but you can always create like an internal like ledger settlement thing for you to manage this thing. You don't really need distinct virtual accounts. And the guys that are running this fraud are like, these guys are giving me virtual accounts and the KYC here. Because it's as good as an account number. Yeah. And the KYC here is no real. There's no KYC. So I can literally transfer money here and sweep it out. Yeah. I think when the difference between you having liability in a fraud case and you protecting yourself is... Like when you realize that some of these things are literally the difference between you paying hefty fines and you just living a peaceable life, you understand why they are important. Because apparently the gist is that there were a couple of fraud cases, somebody got arrested, um, and when they found out how the guy was like getting the information of the people he was reaching out to, turns out that he had access to a BVN service. This is the unofficial insider source gist. So CBN reached out to Nibs to stop that nonsense right now. And, and Nibs were like, okay, everybody you know, you get off. It wasn't just, to be fair, you know it wasn't just the tech startups. That Even were, banks. Yes, because remember when digital onboarding first started? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of banks with just BVN, they were exposing... Yeah, they were exposing that information. With no validation. And yeah. No, nothing. I think yeah. today, UBA itself, UBA, you can look up your BVN on the on like USSD and to give you BVN I think Providos or SCMB one of and I'm like so you are literally as vulnerable as somebody stealing your phone and knowing and knowing the yeah. thing because it's not as if BVN check is something that needs to be authenticated because when you're building out the product it's like it's not a transaction so I don't need to like authenticate it for, yeah. for, any, for anything it's just a simple a simple call and yeah so like for us like I could have not if, 
if someone comes and says where's my bvn i'm like this account has a bvn so that means this guy's like for me that's a red flag immediately mm-hmm. like whenever cs asks me i was like should i give this guy's bvn i was like no why would you someone just come and ask for bvn something's wrong here mm-hmm. and yeah. what kind of the short good yeah it was like someone has probably like entered this guy's account and is asking for his details well i mean so at least we can agree i think we are in our well here we're all in agreement with regards to the cbn one how about the 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 nibs one how about the sec one so okay so the thing with sec is that sec did not come up with anything new they just re-informed everybody that, oh, this by the way, this thing that it's not legal, though, <laughs> just so you know. Yeah, and I think the first thing for me is well, I mean, why did they wait so long? You know, why did they come out and say, okay, this thing you are doing is not right? I don't think but those then companies were here. Hmm? I don't think those companies were big enough until recently. Yeah, so the thing is that when you start to see new, the way I see it, when you start to see new entrants coming to your market, right. And they're creating a new type of product. If they're not covered by your existing um, existing licenses or existing, uh, I don't know, whatever as a regulator, then mm. it's up to you to start doing the research around what sort of license do you then give these new entrants? What sort of rules mm. do you give them to play by? That's the way I see it. Yeah, yeah. but, but you I know don't these think guys are, these guys are old. Yeah, I don't like, think they've like, seen like, like they saw them old, before now. They are old as per old people and they are very disconnected from what is actually happening like kuda did not enter cbn's radar until we did big brother and it was like what is this when did these ones launch like they didn't even know they gave us license because mfb licenses are pretty i mean like straightforward we, we, to we, get. Had, we had the license and stuff and it's still like who are these guys when did they start like they are very oblivious and I think it started with Chaka. So, like, the more the smaller guys start doing marketing and start putting themselves out there, then it enters the radius of the of regulator. the of the older guys or the regulator because they now start saying that, oh, okay, this exists. It's like they now start asking, what is this about? I've never heard this before. Because, like, even the whole thing, I remember we got like letters saying. And all out, we can't, we shouldn't just say Kuda, like we shouldn't allow people to say Kuda Bank, that it should be Kuda Microfinance Bank or Kuda MFB. This was not an issue when you first launched. When we, I think we, at, we had 100k customers and this was not an issue. 100k customers, that's big for most many Nigerian startups. Yeah. And it's not an issue. Most of these guys I'm talking to, so they have, as, as soon as we transitioned into mainstream, we start entering the radar of mainstream regulations like now a small a smaller bank can say we are so so and so digital bank it won't kind the trend they'll be in niche circles for a while it won't be an issue until you grow same thing remember piggy bank piggy, piggy i was just about to say that bank. yeah it was piggy bank for the longest time until they grew and they started reaching those circles and it's like now these guys are flouting regulations what is piggy bank and they got a letter and that's really how all these regulations come like SEC guys bamboo and co are probably doing business making money nothing until one day they did one google ad 
And some guy was trying to watch Alakada on YouTube. Oh my god, did Nosa actually say Alakada? And the thing blocked his thing and he said, Who is this bamboo? And he googled it and he says they are saying they are partnering with so so and so. It's like, Papa, let's email these guys. What is going on? We do allow you to do yeah. this business. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The truth is that, sorry to cut you off, yeah. but the truth is that maybe it's a bias, but I, I always like to give the um, SEC like the benefit of the doubt because they don't come off as irrational, irrational like an irrational regulator. Yeah, they seem pretty well measured. See, even when they were trying to do the crypto thing before Murphy came to to spoil everything for for us. So when they came out with that thing, and then I saw that um, Imade, um, someone on Twitter was trying to explain it to people that look, this thing is not a new thing. They just reiterated an existing law I was like oh okay fair enough um but yeah this just this just goes to show that you get to a point in your journey as a fintech where your regulatory relationship becomes it, it becomes a super you, important you start, thing you, you have to is, hire for yeah, it you have to hire government relations at some then, point then go ahead and do I it every every business has I worked my NYC, I worked in government relations. I was going to go and deliver umbrella and all of that. Yeah. To regulators all those branded items, they don't exist yeah. just because somebody yeah. likes so, to spend money on Because my thing is branded materials. As much as there's disease of doing business in this place, there's also some things where they say disease. Just <laughs> is the star of the show. Just allow no sound with, with his lines. As you are launching, it's okay to launch without license. It's okay to launch anyhow. <laughs> you can't get over it, Davi. Once you get to a particular number, 50k customers and above, then you stand it to start cleaning up all the bins of launching because nobody knows in that beginning. It's easy for them to forgive you when you have 5k, 10k users. Yeah. Once you start reaching, and yeah, because a lot of these guys, this is most people's first encounter with being mainstream businesses. Like you guys have worked, we've worked in traditional businesses that are like you have regulatory relations, you cannot do anything from like you can't, you're not as agile, you're not as exciting you because can't of do anything without writing to your exactly. Bro, you need sick. to do permission for new product, that kind of thing. You already know what this thing is, but for like younger guys who are just starting this thing, like three union lag boys start, starting it in some corner of Yaba, you can get away with these things early. But as soon as you start getting office, growing bigger, you're going to have to formalize these relationships. Yeah. Because like even this bamboo thing, it's, it's a, the almost all of them have like the same American partner that provides the APIs. And the American partner is like, oh, we need a, you guys need to come through a Nigerian licensed partner. Yeah. So basically it's like, we're right, you're literally riding on the Nigerian partner's license. Yeah, it's not something that's been done before, and for them, the American guys doing this compliance is like, oh no, when the when things shit hits the fans, like, oh, I was just I was talking to the Nigerian guys, these guys are just a technology partner. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. I mean, I wish them all the best. I hope they figure it out. I mean, um, just I'm hearing is that SEC wants to formalize it and come up with like a digital yeah brokerage license. They need to help them because. If the SEC goes ahead to enforce like all the law, all the existing laws, it's just going to kill. Yeah, it'll kill people, and you don't need that because if if you look at their contribution to even the economy, they pay taxes, they create jobs. 
so you are and and they have a pretty you know pretty good product so i think they should find a way to regulate them come up with a license that they can subscribe to but i think the only well, the concern the concern i think as always with our apex bank is the fact that we're investing outside of our oh yeah there's also the politics of it yeah. yes yeah, yeah. So but I'm not sure SEC will really be worried about that unless if they want to now so I think start SEC, saying I think SEC won't be worried about that the problem yeah. will be CBN because money lasts yeah, because you have enough. to settle yeah. the American trades in dollars yeah. and you have to source that dollar somewhere yeah. <laughs> so that's where the, and yeah. dollar in this country is a very political thing whether you're doing because all these things Bitcoin or stock book, it you know, all boils down to dollar, dollar. Which is what somebody in the office was telling me one day after I was raving about crypto. And the guy was like, see, the reason why the CBN are very senior guy is like, the reason why the CBN are everything boils down to dollar. the dollar. And you know that it's a political thing. He just gave us context and walked away. Said, wow. All right. And on a final note, um, I think we spoke about this a couple of episodes ago. Ruby's bank and the issues they had and them being essentially shut down by CBN. It appears that they still are shut down and customers' funds are still trapped in their ecosystem. Um, I don't know. I think at this point, perhaps it would be good to find a way to let people have their money back. Yeah, the regulator has to intervene because now at, at this point in time, it's a it's an inconvenience to to actual customers you gave somebody a license you are you know punishing them but people are also suffering so you might as well just yeah. but again actually i haven't seen a lot of noise about it on social media so, so maybe they settled really people yeah but today of course ruby's biggest play was b2b mm. more b2b than retail like a lot of their work was like api driven mm. so so they are not pressed like that happy. so not that they are not pressed it's just whatever it's, it's an inconvenience 200 naira it's an inconvenience but it's not like you have because retail retail anger and corporate anger is very different i can actually attest to that corporate anger is not going on twitter to complain yeah he's going to, to your, your ed he's going to your ce exactly. going to the regulator streets Retail anger is just it's on the streets of Facebook, Twitter, Naira land. That's where angry retail customers like, show up. Like, we have plenty of retail customers. If there's small issue now, we see our mentions, Kuda is not working. If we go for, we don't have that many, we, not say we don't have that many, we barely have corporate clients. So our own wallet is different. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Open Africa podcast. You can catch us on the next episode. Thank you, everyone. Bye, guys. You go and find food. You have to eat at all. Okay.